Hello, listeners and fellow explorers. This is Living in the Sprawl's lovely and talented producer-slash-wife, Lisa Steinberg. I wanted to thank all of you for your continuous support of the show. As a new podcast on the scene, John and I self-support the logistics and research that go into the show. The number one way to support the show is to rate, review, and share this podcast with everyone you know. Many of you have been doing this, and it has helped immensely. I also invite you to check out our website and the show notes for other ways to support the show. We are currently working with companies we currently use ourselves to get discount codes for our listeners and support the show in the process. These companies include Every Table, Just CBD Store, Gold Belly, Cats Botanicals, and so much more. By using the links on our website, you are letting them know we sent you and in turn supporting the show. You can also support us on Patreon and Podfan. Please check out the website at livinginthesprawlpodcast.com for updates on companies we are working with, our testimonies, links, codes, and new Living in the Sprawl merchandise. Again, thank you to all of you, our lovely listeners, for tuning in every week and allowing us to do what we love. Without further ado, your humble correspondent, John Steinberg. Hello. And welcome to another edition of Living in the Sprawl, Southern California's most adventurous podcast. I am, as always, your humble host and correspondent. My name is John Steinberg, and I am joined in the Sprawl studio by my lovely and immensely talented producer slash my wife. Her name is Lisa Steinberg. We are the team here at Sprawl Enterprises ready to bring you yet another exciting foray into the vast, expansive terrain that we have decided to call The Sprawl. On today's show, we remember the fate of some of those that weren't quite so lucky. Today we're going to be looking at accidents in the air, plane crashes, and we're not going to do it in the sensationalized Discovery Plus investigation discovery type of way we're going to be respectful as we always attempt to be on this here podcast we're going to be examining 10 airline crashes as we remember those that perished in them i remember when i learned about john madden's fear of flying the super bowl winning coach most widely I'd say now recognized for having his name be a part of the long-standing, extremely successful Madden EA Sports gaming franchise, had a pretty famous fear of flying. He would take elaborate musician-style tour buses to get to each gig. So I remember being a kid and thinking, wow, that seems like an extraordinary waste of time, to be honest. But after learning a bit more about some of the pitfalls of flying, I understood why Mr. Madden felt the way that he did. When we make a decision to hop aboard a Skybound 747, we are essentially relinquishing control over absolutely every aspect of the next couple of hours to someone else. We're literally traveling in the sky, something that would have seemed rather unthinkable 150 years ago is now completely woven into the fabric of life on planet Earth. But that's not to say that airline travel comes off without a hitch. 
Indeed, crashes still very much take place. In the many decades since flight became a part of the American culture, there have been a plethora of airline accidents to have taken place amid the territory that we examine when we talk about the sprawl. Today, let's examine and remember the times when accidents very much happened, the people that were lost as we attempt to learn from our past so that these horrible incidents did not happen in vain. At number 10, the X-15 airline flight simulator crashes in Ransburg in 1967. There was but one fatality associated with this particular crash, pilot Michael J. Adams. And the flight was commissioned as part of basically a co-production between NASA and the aviation industry. Prior to our successful voyage to the moon, there were a number of flights that had to be undertaken in order to, oh, walk before Neil Armstrong, Buzz Aldrin and company could run. Unfortunately, the 1967 crash in Rantsburg, located in a pretty rural part of Kern County, was an example of an occasion when the trial and error period yielded a result in the latter category. Mr. Adams, his name and memory are forever enshrined at the Kennedy Space Center in Cape Canaveral as part of the mirrored wall of remembrance, officially recognizing his contributions as an astronaut. At number nine, the crash of Air Mexico Flight 496. This happened in the year of our Lord, 1986, when a massive jetliner collided with a civilian plane over the city of Cerritos. Everyone aboard both planes perished, as did a number of civilians simply living out their lives on the ground in that city of Cerritos. There's actually a memorial, part of a sculpture garden in the Cerritos area, commemorating the over 60 individuals who lost their lives on that day in 1986. Planes can go down for a variety of reasons. Here, a family of three flew a private plane from the airport in Torrance, with their destination being Big Bear City. Unbeknownst to them, a massive flight from Puerto Vallarta was also skybound at the exact same moment. The planes collided in midair, resulting in, as I mentioned, the casualties of everyone aboard. This is one of the more infamous airline crashes to have ever happened in the United States, let alone the sprawl. And it served as the inspiration for that plot line in Breaking Bad where Jane's father, working as an air traffic controller, kind of loses control for a bit and two planes wind up colliding, resulting in a bunch of debris littering down on the ground below as seen in that season's first episode. Number nine, the tragic crash from 1986 
involving an Air Mexico flight and a civilian plane. And number eight, another example of two planes colliding in midair, Pacific Southwest Flight 182, which collided with a civilian plane over the streets of San Diego. At the time, this was the deadliest airline crash in U.S. history. It wound up being surpassed a scant handful of months later, but it was the deadliest one at the time. 144 people lost their lives, and when it came down to assigning culpability, both parties were to blame. And here again, like the crash over Cerritos, a gargantuan amount of debris was scattered all around the North Park area. And a local elementary school was actually utilized as a makeshift triage center where nurses treated the wounds of those affected by the crash. There is a memorial in the North Park area commemorating the 144 souls that perished on that day in the late 70s. Not a day that anyone will soon forget. Number seven, Pacific Southwest Flight 1771 that was brought down as an act of, well, it was a murder suicide revenge situation that happened also in the late 1970s with 44 individuals losing their lives as a result. The crash happened in San Luis Obispo County near Mount Lucia, just outside Cayucas. On this occasion, it wasn't a mid-air collision. It was a disgruntled former employee who took revenge in the worst way possible. You see, a former employee of the airline, David A. Burke, had recently been let go, and his termination was not met with any level of acceptance. In what would prove to be an incident so bad that it would change aviation policy going forward, Burke, who had been working near the TSA screening portion of the airport, actually managed to hold on to his credentials, which had yet to be reclaimed in the aftermath of his termination. He used those credentials to get himself through security with a loaded firearm. In one of the most horrible incidents in sprawl aviation history, he began shooting as the plane was hovering over San Luis Obispo County, ultimately proceeding directly down into the earth at the speed of sound. The plane was going around 700 miles an hour when it crashed, claiming the lives of all 44 souls on board. After this, it became departmental policy to have former employees give back all of their credentials immediately following termination or if they were just leaving a job so that this type of scheme could never happen again. But it did happen at least once in the 70s and those 44 people that lost their lives will always be remembered. And number six, 
Alaska Airlines Flight 261 crashes just outside Port Wainimi in the winter of 2000. On this occasion, the plane in question malfunctioned in the sense that the jack screw, which controlled vital portions of the plane, came undone. This dramatically compromised the airline's ability to effectively navigate the skies. And even though pilots administered multiple attempts to save the plane, it nevertheless wound up crashing in the Pacific Ocean. This one led to some court cases, a multitude of investigations, the Alaska Airlines name pretty well being dragged through the mud, and culpability principally being assigned to those that worked on behalf of that particular airline. 88 people died in January of 2000, and both pilots were posthumously awarded gold medals in recognition for their efforts to bring the plane home safely. The only two pilots to ever receive these medals posthumously. When the jack screw came undone, pilots attempted to steady the plane that was rapidly sinking, eventually basically flying the plane as though the top were lying on its stomach. The move did provide the pilots with a little bit of extra breathing room, more time to try and prevent what was ultimately going to happen. But alas, the plane did crash and 88 people died as a result. There's a memorial in Port Wainimi that was commissioned by family members of the victims that were lost. And it stands today. It is a rather elegant sundial with all 88 of the names listed on it. And what happened to Alaska Flight 261 served as the inspiration for the events that take place in the Robert Zemeckis, Denzel Washington movie, Flight. Now, in that movie, only a handful of the passengers actually perish, and Denzel does manage to bring the flight home safely, but his maneuvers as seen in the film, come pretty much directly from what happened to the doomed plane flight that went down in January of the year 2000. And number five, Golden West Flight 261 collides with a civilian plane over the city of Whittier in the late 1970s. As a result of the crash, 14 people lost their lives, and when rummaging through details of the event, trying to assign blame, basically figure out what happened, it was deemed that Golden West Flight 261 essentially had a big blind spot when it came to the civilian plane that collided with it. Much debris was scattered in a remote part of Whittier, and 14 people did lose their lives as a result of the tragic accident. And number four, Hawthorne, Nevada Flight 708 that managed to crash just outside Mount Whitney near the Lone Pine section of the sprawl. 
Here, what was supposed to be a routine flight encountered troubling weather patterns, and rather than take the slower, longer way around, the pilots attempted to quickly get to their destination, sacrificing much in the way of visibility. Over 30 people lost their lives in this tragic accident, and we do our best to remember them on this podcast. Number three, Hughes Air West Flight 706 goes down in the Angeles Forest in the San Gabriel Mountains, 1971. Over 45 individuals lost their lives. This was right after Howard Hughes had acquired the airliner. And though the tragic events on that day in the early 1970s will always haunt family members of those lost in the crash, we choose to honor their legacy as we remember the over 45 individuals that lost their lives aboard Hughes Air West Flight 706. Number two, Standard Airlines Flight 897 goes down near Chatsworth, claiming the lives of all but a handful of survivors. This happened in 1949, certainly a a different era in aviation history than the 1970s, the 80s. And when researching this particular tragedy, I learned about one of the survivors, an actress named Karen who's actually still alive at the time of this recording. She's 103 years old and worked as the stand-in for Judy Garland on the set of The Wizard of Oz. There were survivors, as I mentioned, a handful of them. But when Standard Airlines, when this plane went down, it meant the end of the airline period. Standard no longer operated flights after the events that happened in 1949. When this plane went down in the San Fernando Valley, the Santa Susana Mountains in Chatsworth. And at number one... As we count down some of the most tragic accidents in aviation history that have occurred in the sprawl, the crash of Flight 266 that crashed in the Santa Monica Bay, Pacific Ocean, claiming the lives of over 30 individuals aboard. And I wish that I could sit here and say that these accidents are a thing of the past, with the exception of one we decided to highlight nine examples that happened in decades past. But that can't be stated as fact. Ultimately, when you purchase that ticket, hop in your seat aboard an airplane, you really don't have any control over what's going on. Again, bringing home the reasons why John Madden chose to take the bus. That's going to do it for another installment of the show. We'd like to thank everyone for their continued support. A couple of easy ways to demonstrate that support. Hop on Apple iTunes. Leave us a five-star rating and a kind review. That stuff really helps us out a great deal on the business end. Follow us on Instagram. The handle is Living in the Sprawl Podcast. Drop us a line, an email. Livinginthesprawlpodcast at gmail.com is the place to do that. 
Also, we'd like to direct you to our terrific website. And it's on this website that you can get your hands on Living in the Sprawl merchandise. If you can think of it and it's Living in the Sprawl related, the website is the place to get it. Also, my memoir is available for purchase on the website. And So It Went is there right now. And you can get your hands on that if you choose as well. On behalf of myself, I am, as always, your humble host and correspondent. My name is John Steinberg, joined by my lovely and incredibly talented producer slash my wife. Her name is Lisa Steinberg, thanking you again for listening to another episode of Living in the Sprawl, Southern California's Most Adventurous Podcast. Talk to you all very soon.